You're listening to nothing important. All right, listen to me, you two dick bags. This is what you're going <laughs> to do with that podcast. Please enjoy the show. This is the Nothing Important Podcast. Insert witty tagline here. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is my man lover, Dave. Dave, how's it going this evening? I don't think Jared Leto is going to ruin Suicide Squad. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> I think it, I, I, I'm not a big fan of like the way that the Joker has like tattoos and a grill. I gotta, <laughs> like that's a little real quick. Real quick, I got to read you this. Um, uh-huh. early shots of Jared Leto as the clown prince of crime aren't even recognizable as the pretty star, but the insane clown posse escapee look is a truly terrible modernization of the character. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> insane clown posse <laughs> escapee. <laughs> well, it's good that he broke off and did his own thing. That was a good thing for the Joker, I feel. But, yeah, yeah. Know, him and Kid Rock. You know? <laughs> right, you do, right. You do, sometimes you just gotta spread your wing and fly, and make rockabilly rap music, and <laughs> and and uh, hang out with Harley Quinn and fight Batman. So that's just like the that, that's life, Dave. That's life. <sighs> we all go through that. First world problems. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so coming up is Dan Gordon, voiceover artist, actor, really solid, really cool dude. Right, Dave. Voice of uh, several. Big time companies and iconic voice. Uh, wait, hold on. Yeah, and even an iconic role. Wait, no. God damn it. Even a product once held by an icon. Mm, How's indeed. that? That True better? Hero, really? That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I am here. Are you actually recording? I am recording. You are. Are <laughs> are, you, are you talking? I am. I am talking. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right, we have Dan Gordon on the phone. Hi, Dan. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going, Dan? Welcome to Nothing Important. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> me and me and Dave uh, always joke uh, joke about this, but it actually kind of hit me in reality. Um, you know, the name of our show is nothing important. And then you're, uh, the nice girl that connected us and passed us through the phone, like actually hearing her, you're like, Oh, you're on Brian with Brian with, uh, on nothing important. And then I was like, Oh man, once again, somebody probably thinks we think they're not important, but we think you are very important. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I really appreciate that validation. Whenever I start to waver, I just call my mom and she gives me a nice vote of confidence. So <laughs> it's nice to get that from outside the family. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, Dan, once again, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, you're most recently in Norm of the North. You did voiceover work. Um, and voiceover work is something that Dave and I are always super interested in, but I guess we've never had the balls to try ourselves. Right, Dave? Pretty much. That's why so, we just tape ourselves. Right. You know what? Um, I, um, 
I don't know how to tell you this, but you guys actually do uh, voiceover work uh, pretty regularly. Uh, you have a show called Nothing Important, and uh, <laughs> that's voiceover work. <laughs> I guess. You know what's funny is is uh, coming up in February, we have like a four-show engagement, a small radio show on a small-time uh, station in Florida. And for that, we, we sold spots and we, and we made commercials like, you know, the folks that paid us just a small amount of money just to kind of help ease the pain a little bit. And we, and we did the work for those commercials. And, uh, what was, what we're learning through the process is Dave is an audio engineer, so he's kind of used to it. But for me, it's still one really weird to hear my voice recorded. And two, just the actual process of standing in front of the microphone and reading copy or a script still, uh, gives me like that weird feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like I know the weird feeling. It's like something doesn't feel normal about this, and I'm uncomfortable in my uh, in my body right now. Right. So it's a very I, yeah, it's a real experience. Yeah, you feel like you're you feel like an adolescent all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like me. I'm usually a not a self conscious kind of guy at all. But you know, you put me on a microphone and like I have to read like a thirty second script for you know a uh, a coffee company <laughs> and all of a sudden i'm uh, i'm i'm double thinking every word that i'm saying yeah and all of a sudden you're like super stiff and you're giving a class presentation and the girl you like is staring at you and you're like oh no this is my moment i'm ruining it <laughs> right you know i get all i get all amped up and then the mic turns on and that's it <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah, um that doesn't really go that doesn't really go away actually that's that's kind of uh that's a permanent feature of doing voiceover work um <laughs> No, I mean it, it. It kind of is. It's uh, it's really just like you kind of learn, um, just like everything else in life. You kind of learn how to manage it and get yourself back to center. How, how did you get into voiceover work? Like, what what kind of drew you to to that particular art? Um, well, uh, I guess it started with acting, and um, you know, it's also just you know personality types. Uh, I, I guess I just don't really have a personality to be an accountant. Um. <laughs> so, uh, just, just naturally just, you know, who I am and how my parents raised me. And, uh, you know, I guess when I started doing goofy voices and talking to strangers, you know, instead of my parents saying, that's not how you do it, pick up the calculator, you know, they kind of encouraged it. And, you know, I would tell jokes and copy my, uh, uncle Robert, who's a, a big performer in the family. Um, but specifically with voiceover, um, I, uh, you know, like most kids of the uh, 80s and 90s, I you know watched a ton of cartoons, especially Saturday morning, and yeah. um, and so it was just a it just you know it was just uh, an integral part of my life as a kid. Um, you know, from shows like Looney Tunes to the Nick shows like Rugrats to things on Fox like The Tick. I I just uh, to The Simpsons on primetime, It was just it was just such a huge part of my life. And then when I saw um, uh, Aladdin in theaters. It was the first time that I knew that uh, I knew who the human being was voicing a character. Up until then, it's you know I kind of had heard of Mel Blanc before, but didn't really put two and two together, and it just didn't make sense. <laughs> right, and 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 Mel Blanc is a, is a is a voiceover legend. See, I like I'm a big cartoon guy. You can ask Dave. Dave always tries to talk movies with me. Yes, and I it's it's not my thing. But like I'll zone in on cartoons no matter how old I am, and it's funny you mentioned Mel Blanc. He did dozens of voices, but then over the years I noticed too that like uh, like Tress McNell, she's on the on the Simpsons, but like just about any cartoon you watch, she also has a voice in that too. So 
it's kind of interesting to me how how do you bring out like distinctive performances like that because you can tell when it's like a Tress McNeil voice like do, do you have any method to where you could bring out like uh, like like your own signature sound or like how do you do that oh man so that's like um that's kind of like the goal is um anytime i'm approaching uh a character whether it's an audition or a job is to find you know my uh personal take on it um mm. And I think, you know, and that, that I think kind of spreads across every discipline, you know, both within the arts and just whatever you do in life, you want to have, you know, your own version of that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so really it's, uh, you know, you kind of do like the nuts and bolts of the acting work, uh, because at the end of the day, it's still acting, right? So Mm -hmm. I want to perform, you know, figure out who the character, exactly. So figure out who the character is, what I want in the scene, all that stuff. And then it's, uh, just making a, a connection to it and, um, taking a risk, uh, and usually, uh, you know, usually failing, uh, in some way, you know, <laughs> but that's, that's, you know, that's how we learn, you know, actually I was at a, um, uh, a voiceover, uh, industry event the other night. It was the 200th episode of a video podcast called, uh, voiceover weekly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, uh, top voiceover, uh, talent, uh, were there. And one of the guys, uh, was saying, you know, why not take a risk? You already don't have the job. <laughs> that's something brian says a lot actually right yeah, you got, that. yeah you, you got nothing to lose anyway so you might as well go for it <laughs> yeah, you might as well go for it um i uh actually i booked um i'm the voice of uh slim jim i took over for macho man rainy savage on that one nice God, really that's awesome <laughs> yeah that is awesome <laughs> yeah super cool so, so if if i sent you if I sent you some beef jerky, will you sign it and send it back to me? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Just do me a favor and make it one of the longer sticks. And those little tiny bite-sized ones, it's, it's, some, uh, it's hard to write on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I am totally going to do that. <laughs> so how, what, was that, what was that like? How did, how did you land that gig? Like, that's, that's so interesting to me. So how, how did you walk into that, and how did you land that one? All right, so here's how I walked into it. Um, uh, I put on clothes and then I walked into my uh, walk-in <laughs> closet, which is where my studio is, and that's my audition space. Which is one of the best things about doing voiceover work is most of the auditions I get to do from home, mm-hmm. so it's it's fun. Um, so for that one, uh, they asked for three takes. They said, you know, do one high energy style the way it's already been done. Uh, mm-hmm. Do one where you're just kind of talking like yourself, like a normal dude, and then just do something funny. Huh. And um, yeah, and so for the you know, the first two are pretty self-explanatory. And then for the something funny one, uh, I, uh, was thinking about, um, a good friend of mine, uh, who's a director out here. Uh, and he has this, he has this way about him when, when he gets really frustrated, he starts singing his thoughts. <laughs> so he'll, he'll do like, you're like, there's so much traffic. I want to jump out of my car. <laughs> And so I just, I was just hanging out with him. So it was fresh in my mind. And I just took the copy and I just went, uh, snap into a slam jam. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and the rest is history. And you yeah. wrote the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that's it. And then, uh, and then, you know, then there was some conversation and they ended up, uh, going with a different type of read, but that's what got me the job. I think. Nice. <laughs> I don't know, I know for sure. Yeah. Well, personality, awesome, right. It was like, taking a risk it's like now you know this this feels stupid let's try it right (laughs) how tempted were you to let the the macho man randy savage previous 
influence how you perform the high energy one or were you just like I'm going to do this all my completely different I think I think um I think it's impossible to do that high energy without thinking about Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> unless unless you're not from America then maybe it's really easy <laughs> I, but, I mean I'm like we all grew right. We all grew up like seeing that commercial. It's impossible to like. Yeah, you can't. You, can you can't not say. Energy. Oh you yeah, you can't do it. You have to say. Oh yeah, after you cannot do. You cannot do it. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I made the I made the fists. I felt like I had like a multicolored bright cowboy hat on. I mean, I felt like I was I was in it. <laughs> Bicep tassels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's tassels. Yeah, those like sunglasses that aren't really sunglasses, but have like the uh, you know the Roman shades on them. <laughs> Which Kanye West stole from Macho Man Randy Savage. Let's be honest, Kanye West took that from him. Right, <laughs> and Macho Man, I'm sure, stole from someone else. Blasphemy, sir. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to delete that. That's uh, we we get too far. We can't go there. <laughs> we don't we want to upset the masses, you know. Um, that that's interesting that they let you put your, your own spin on. You were trying to separate it when, uh, a few years ago when Gilbert Goffrey lost, uh, lost his, uh, contract to do the voice of the Aflac duck. I remember they had like auditions and seeing an interview with a guy that eventually won it. And he said, he basically got it just by doing a really bad Gilbert Goffrey impression, just saying Aflac. And they said that he had him, <laughs> had him say Aflac like a hundred different times. Like they'd say, like say Affleck, like it's happy. Like now you're sad. Like <laughs> now you're super, super excited. So he was, he was just doing like an impression of Gilbert Godfrey, but you're putting your own spin on a very iconic, uh, a very iconic, uh, advertisement. Yeah. And unless you're a, you know, a professional impersonator, um, you can't help but put your own spin on it. You know, like it's, it's, you know, like you're, if we, if all three of us did like impressions of Daniel Craig right now, I mean, I think, I think you guys, one of you guys would probably win, but you know, it's also like <laughs> there'll be three totally different takes, you know, it's, right. it, you can't help, but you know, be yourself and whatever you do. Right. I think I would totally lose the whole Daniel Craig thing though, because while I know who he is, I have no idea what he sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I couldn't do <laughs> Look, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All three of us think we're going to lose, but if there's only three of us in the race, one of us has got to win. Right. That's true. 33% That's true, chance. Sixty-six percent chance it's one of you guys. <laughs> that, that's that's one of the most inspirational things that's ever been said on the Nothing Important podcast. <laughs> In a race of three people, somebody's got to win. <laughs> that's like a see. That's a T-shirt. We we need merchandise, Dave. See, that is a T-shirt, my friend. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what what projects uh, what projects do you have coming up in the future? You said. Uh, uh, you're working on a pilot, right? Oh yeah. I don't so, know if you uh, said that, well, but I read that. <laughs> I like that. Let's let's go with that. Yes, I am working on a pilot. Very important. Uh, uh, very confidential. I, I've already said too much. I really can't talk about it. Um, All right, next topic. So yeah, so uh, but I'll talk about it. If that's not true. So uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, in Los Angeles, uh, and we're just getting into what's called pilot season, which is. You know where all the uh, all the major networks and a lot of uh, a lot of the cable channels and whoever is producing, you know, what, including I guess online now too, uh, they're putting out um, auditions for their brand new shows. Um, so there's just a, a concentrated period of a window of time between, you know, January through March, April, um, sometimes into May, 
uh, where they're, you know, creating their new shows. So, uh, there's just a, a higher, uh, chance of, uh, getting onto one of those new shows, but because the way the industry is now, it's actually, you know, these pilots come out all year long. Huh. Uh, so we have to kind of wait and see. Um, so that's just a long winded way of saying, I don't know what I'm doing next, but, uh, I got some auditions coming up, hopefully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can take option A or option B as a response. We'll see how much time you got. Oh, we're, 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 gonna leave uh, we're leaving it all. No ads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, I'm developing uh, some of my own comedy and uh, uh, a digital series with my writing partner. And uh, we plan to get uh, at least the first handful of episodes up by the end of the year. Nice. Awesome. Well, if you need two terrible voice art over artists for that, you can call me and Dave and be like, I need somebody who sounds like shit. You guys are perfect. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll jump right in. <laughs> we'll I love that. Our, that's all I want we'll in life. Like here at 35 too. years old. That's my goal. It's like, I always tell my wife, like, I would love to just to, uh, like, oh, phone died. But they're talking trash about me now. Anything like that that you've seen or done? What's that? <laughs> 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 Am I back in? Yeah. Is, uh, is, is Dan, Dan still on? Is Dan still on? Nope. I don't know. We might have lost him. <laughs> Dude, how much into my question did you hear? I have no idea. Okay, because I talked for a while because there was no response, so I kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. We could just go ahead and end it there. I'll, I'll go ahead and send the appropriate people a message and thank him. He, he was a really, really cool dude. I wanted him to answer my question. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was your question? When I was interning, a lot of the voice actors would come in and they'd have these really weird body movements and stuff to like get them to say certain syllables the right way or to get into a certain mm -hmm. headspace. And I wanted to ask him if he does that or if he knows people that do that. What's the oh, point? Wait a minute. Hold on here. Hold on. Hold on, Dave. Hold on. Hold on. All right, here, let me patch him back in one second. <laughs> Dave, you there? Hoy, hoy. Hey, dance back. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode two of our interview. Yeah. Oh, thanks, thanks for having me back, guys. You had a really good, <laughs> really good time. You know what's interesting about that? I thought at the time only my phone cut out, and the, my wife is sitting here in the room with me, and the first thing I said to my wife was, because uh, when similar things happen in the past, I'm like, I bet Dave's talking shit about me now that I'm gone. <laughs> so. No, I was asking a question and continuing to talk until I heard a response, which I didn't hear. <laughs> I had no idea you guys weren't there. <laughs> were, you, were you recording the whole time? I'm still, I haven't stopped. Yeah, I haven't stopped either. So there's just going to be like a good, like one minute of really awkwardness on the episode. <laughs> I, I'm also still recording. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're good. <laughs> Wait, did All we right, authorize Dave. you to record this podcast? Yeah. Um. Uh. No, but my mom said it would be okay with uh, with you guys. Oh, so, moms are always can't, right. Can't argue with mom. <laughs> can't argue with mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Uh, it's getting it's getting kind of late, but Dave has a really good question, and and then we'll we'll wrap it up. So uh, go for it, Dave. The third time I've said this. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was interning at a studio in Chicago that does a lot of voiceover work and actors would come in and they'd have certain like hand gestures or body movements, even during certain syllables or like phrases to like, get them into a certain headspace or something. And do you do anything like that? Or do you know people that do something like that? Is that a thing? 
Oh, to like get into it or when they're doing the recording? Both, actually. Some people would yeah, do it like so, to get into it. Some people, I remember a woman would like move her arm like in a wave motion during like, like O <laughs> sounds or something. It was really odd. It was odd to watch. Okay. I don't know if this is true, uh, which is, I think, usually what everyone says when they're about to start spreading a rumor. Perfect. But I don't know if this is true, but I heard uh, that Donald Sutherland, um, when he does uh, voiceover work, um, uh, they hang up black curtains uh, on all the windows, and he strips naked. Nice. Interesting. Nice. Which, Interesting. I, I, it's like one of those, I don't know if it's true, but I really want it to be true. Yeah. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, know, you know, like, I just love the idea that, like, you know, when you become, like, when you're in a, such an established, successful actor you can just do things like that and everyone's like oh okay yeah you got it <laughs> sure is that <laughs> is that just a prank on everybody like let's see if they'll let me do this like how how much will they accommodate me because i'm donald sutherland <laughs> yeah and that's also why i really hope it's true <laughs> i really hope i really hope donald's just like you know what i can just get away with whatever i want and maybe he's like he says he does that and then he's just fully clothed in there <laughs> yeah maybe. nobody knows no <laughs> one's the wiser yeah, no one knows. He just loves the idea that people think he's naked in there. Right. right. I'm I'm going to try to get him on the show, and every question is going to revolve around him being naked as he's doing voiceover work. <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to be every single question is going to revolve so, around that. So when <laughs> that you were on The premise. Simpsons as a museum curator, were you in the booth naked? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Sutherland, do you keep your socks on? Ooh. Well, yeah. The booth is cold. Well, I, I'd like to think he's classy like that. <laughs> And they're probably very nice socks with like the garters around his, you know, right below his knees that keep the socks up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't want to totally deflect from the question. Yeah, I do stuff like that. Absolutely. So, um, let's see. So there's an acting technique called link later, um, uh, founded by a, a woman, uh, who's still with us. Uh, I think she's in her eighties now. Her name is Kristen link later. And um, the the work, it's called Freeing the, Your Natural Voice. And the idea behind this work is that ever since, uh, you know, when we're kids and we start using our voice, um, we have this big, beautiful, full range. And as we grow up, um, you know, and we're whining for something and we're like going to these really high-pitched places like, Mom, I want the cookie. And your mom is like, no, I am on the phone. And you like button up and you go, oh, I can't do that. And then we cut up our range and, uh, you can see that like, you know, when we all have like, uh, when you think of like a, a stereotypical macho guy, you know, they usually talk from this deeper place. Like, hey, you know, right. Like my co, like my co-host with his right, right. sonorous voice. Interesting. interesting. <laughs> I feel so like manly. we're slipping into, we're about to slip into group therapy and I'm here for you guys. <laughs> really that's good. Good. It feels good to be listened to. Is that and it's that pleasing <laughs> voice of yours? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we just want to be heard. I I just feel like I'm at home with you guys. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this link later work uh, just kind of opens up your voice, and it's uh, the exercises are a lot of. Um, they probably look really strange and very playful, uh, mm-hmm. but I do a lot of that type of stuff when I'm uh, in my car on the way to. An audition or recording, I do a lot of voiceover work for an uh, an NPR station in LA here called KCRW. Oh, okay. So, um, 
yeah, so it's a way to warm up my voice. And then, yes, when I'm recording, um, I might do something like uh, as I'm going through, a, as I'm speaking a sentence to prevent me from maybe dropping off again of a sentence, like, and try the new chicken sandwich. I will slowly extend my hand out. So I'll just go, uh, just to kind of make me drive through to the end of the line. So it's really just a way to, it's, it's kind of like you're conducting yourself. Huh. It's like using kinesis to enhance your auditory. I'm off the rails on this one. Big words. Yes. Big words. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is, uh, that was, I was really getting impressed with the sentence you were building there. It was a very expensive sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if there's anything a podcast named Nothing Important <laughs> is known for, it's definitely it's high concept uh, philosophies yeah. and <laughs> thick and dense sentences. You got to listen to it a couple times to really unpack what they're saying. We're just that deep. We're just that deep. <laughs> Beautiful guys. Uh, yeah, well, sure right, I, do, so I do a lot of that weird stuff. So there you go, Brian. Look into the was it Linklater Linklater system. Yeah, Linklater. Do singers use that? Because I actually have always wanted to improve my singing vocal range. Ooh. Uh, there's uh, there's definitely some crossover. I mean, you get to a point where uh, there's some techniques that are different, and this is coming from someone that doesn't really know how to sing, but I would love to take singing lessons. So if you find someone that, you know, is, I don't know, the op- not bi-coastal, but coastal and lake, 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 lake or Chicago, Chicago, L.A., we can like maybe like split a singing coach. There you go. I'll keep my ear to the ground. There you go. I'll be your guy's singing coach. <laughs> we just sold. I I don't know your uh, qualifications, but I will totally pay you money. To do I that. can tell you this I much: have absolutely zero. <laughs> if, if you if you work with Brian, you will leave being convinced that you spent your money wisely and that you know how to sing. He's a good salesman. That right? was a really. Can I tell you something? That was a really great uh, advertisement that you did with your voice. That's some voiceover work right there. Awesome. There you, there you go, Dave. I guess I got to start sending <laughs> out. Uh, do you do you send out auditions unsolicited, or do you have to be in with somebody? Uh, I get them through my question. agent. So that was a real. That was a real. I feel like you're asking for yourself on that one. You're like, if I hear Disney's casting their new Pixar movie, can I, I just send a tape? Well, I was asking for myself, but then I realized that was actually a legitimate interview question. <laughs> oh, that kind of worked out, didn't it? <laughs> uh, I get I get auditions through my voiceover agent, uh, so I audition I audition through that, but also through people I know in casting and in the industry. But it's it's yeah, they they ask me to. Um, it's they do that more with uh, TV and film auditions, you know, on camera stuff where you can hear about an audition and go ahead and submit yourself for it. If you, if you get the copy, mm-hmm. uh, but for voiceover, it's, I haven't, I haven't found that way in yet. Hmm. And that's actually, yeah. that, was a, that, was a really good, that was a really good question. Well, thank you. Good job, Dave. <laughs> You're making us look like we know what the hell we're doing. Good job. <laughs> as, Nailed it. as Owen Benjamin Nailed said, it. I am the uh, Sam Rockwell of the podcast. I just kind of drop in with something awesome once in a while and leave. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, Dan Gordon, thank you so much for calling the Nothing Important Podcast. It was great talking with you. I hope we can do it again. And uh, I had an awesome time. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, guys. It was uh, was great being on here. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Before we let you go, do you have anything you want to plug? Website? uh, Twitter? Any of that stuff? Yeah. uh, You can find me uh, online 
at itsdangordon.com. Awesome. Dan Gordon? Yes. Yes. Yes, that's right. All right. (laughs) Dangordon.com. And uh, social media and uh, on the web, it's Dan Gordon. Awesome. All right. Dan Gordon, everybody. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you, guys. Today's mid-show music break is the song The Garage by The Real Gone off of their album The Real Gone out of Chicago, Illinois. You also heard their cover of Personal Jesus during the transition earlier. Check them out at SoundCloud and Bandcamp, therealgone.bandcamp.com for a free digital download. to nothing important oh yeah hey uh my my wife Kristen, say hi chris hello she says hello hello <laughs> she, she she actually brought it up we haven't asked us in a long time and i'm sure dave could fill it in somewhere uh what's, what's your favorite kind of frozen pizza oh god favorite kind of frozen pizza yeah uh, uh oh um, i'm gonna say uh okay i got it uh it's uh the amy's brand and it's the it's a spinach pizza with a rice crust. Spinach pizza with a rice crust. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Amy's. Here's the thing: I'm not gluten. Uh, I'm not gluten free. I like gluten. I eat gluten. It just the rice crust. 
for that frozen pizza is just, it's nice and doughy and soft and still crisp on the outside. It's fantastic. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to check I that out. I never even heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, something else uh, I don't think was, I don't think it's, I don't really know where I have a list. It's probably somewhere on my, um, on my website, but uh, another voiceover job that I have is um, I'm the Kelly Blue Book guy. Ah, nice. Really? Yeah, so that's been going for a number of years. The KBB dot com. So I I do their radio spots, but also I'm their uh, I'm the face. So like there's like a commercial that's been running over like sports sports events for years now. Where it's like a city nightscape, and then like I'm a hologram that comes out of a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> that's awesome. We we always put uh, pictures up of our guests on the uh, on the website and Twitter. And now I'm going to find a Kelly Blue Book picture to throw up there. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. And I can, I can also have uh, my publicist send over some uh, editorial shots of me. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pick one out. Absolutely. Make my job easier. Yep. I don't want to have to Google it. You know, I do this for free. <laughs> <laughs> Make my job easy. I'm not yeah. going <laughs> And uh, in Chicago, by the way, I studied, uh, I studied at Black Box Acting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you guys ever go and see theater, but Black Box is incredible. Oh, what is it? Uh, it's uh, they're uh, they're a theater company. It's, it's an acting studio, but I think they also produce their own work. Um, it's just the the style of acting is just so so exciting. It's just it's very like visceral and intimate, and it's unpredictable and uh, and very grounded. Really, really good work. Well, maybe, maybe we'll I'll have to. My work. Get them on the podcast if they're you know. Oh re- yeah, referred yeah, by the, there's, the one day there's two ladies. Yeah, there's uh, two ladies that run it. Um, one of them used to uh, still a teacher at Steppenwolf, um, but they're yeah they're super funny, phenomenal, phenomenal ladies. Cool, awesome. Well, Dan, babe, thanks so much, bud. I I, I totally appreciate you coming on with us today. Yes. Yeah, was... you got it. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate having me on. Yeah, yeah, I hope we can do it again sometime. Thank you so much. Yeah, good luck with everything. All right, man. Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.